Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined this Friday evening by Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the voice of value. How's it going, Paul? Uh, not too bad, a bit more stressful this week, a wee bit busy with work, etc. So it's my fault that we're a wee bit late. I'll take the I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> yes, work's getting out in the way of your very important commitments here on the exactly. podcast. But, um, shocking. <laughs> it's not stopped you. We've got six horses lined up for the weekend. We've got three at each way prices, well two and probably one that's verging on the win bet. And we've got another three at relatively short prices that you're quite keen to put into doubles and trebles. That's what I'm thinking, I they're, they're, they're bigger prices, the um, the ones that I fancy for the, the doubles and trebles. But yeah, I, I'm quite confident this weekend, actually. Loads of good racing and an outrageous amount of racing, I have to say, um, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. But um, it's going to be brilliant. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, some great coverage over, uh, I think it's ITV4 on both days, Saturday and Sunday. So there's plenty of racing, as you say. And you're quite right to be confident. Another profitable podcast last week, albeit we only had the one runner in the end up. We did, yeah. Um, York Hill was a non-runner um, who was one that we fancied, so the money back on that. And then Castle Robin um, did quite well for us, um, got a place, so a decent price. So in each way, return on Castle Robin. And um, yeah, just one of those. It's been a it's been a brilliant December and January. Um, yeah. So yeah, quite quite happy with that. Good. Well, let's hope we can continue that into February, and then of course into March ahead of Cheltenham. Yeah. Absolutely buzzing. Uh, can't wait for it. Really looking forward to getting getting stuck in. It looks like everything's moving in the right direction. Um, COVID's not going to cause too much of an issue. The Irish horses are coming over. We've got the Dublin Racing Festival this weekend, so we'll find out a lot more about the Irish yeah. contenders. And uh, yeah, it's all heading in the right direction. Yep, it's all looking good. And we should remind people that you have stuck up some early anti-post thoughts on the Mr Fixit's Tips site. You can visit mrfixitstips.co.uk and seek it out there in the horse racing section. But let's get started on this week's tips. Uh, and the first race we're going to have a look at is the 205 at Mosselburgh. And this one, you're looking at a course and distance winner who pulled off a surprise result on New Year's Day here at 22-1. to 1. Yeah, big winner. Um, Blakeney Point is the name of the horse. Um mm. Quite an interesting, it's an interesting race, this in general. Um, you tend to find um, the, the Southern trainers will send up one or two that they, they, they fancy for this race each year. It's a, it's a good quality race, all the way up at Musselburgh. For those that are coming from, like, for example, Paul Nichols, obviously, his yard are way down in the southwest of England, so it's a really it's a long trip. trip yeah. Oh, hi. I mean, I don't want to work out the number of miles, but it's, um, yeah, it's more than a day out anyway. Um, so he's got the favourite Christopher Wood who I think is, is a fair bet um, sort of 72 around about that um, but I, I, I fancy the Donald McCain trained a Lakeney point um, who as you say is a course and distance winner which I've, I hold as quite a quite an important um, sort of bonus in terms of when you're you know you're looking for a for a winner for this kind of race um, won that quite nicely although you think with his age, Blakeney Point, um, he's now uh, an eight-year-old. He's, he's not massively um, over-raced in terms of hurdles form. Um, he's mainly known, a lot of um, listeners might know him from his flat performances, but he's very lightly raced over hurdles. So he's got a lot of potential there for improvement. He's quite highly rated on the flat. Um, and 
it was a surprise last time out when he, he beat Vwadarev um, in the, the Hogamane handicap, the beautifully named, I should say, Hogamane <laughs> um, handicap, pardon, it's, it's spelt Ne as in N-E-I-G-H. Ah, nice, nicely done. A, a nice touch for Musselburgh. Um, so, yeah, no, I think um, <clears throat> I think he's got a really good chance of following up on that. There's there's a few horses in this that are sort of raising the eyebrows at, thinking not not too keen. So for me, it was sort of between Christopher Wood and Blakeney Point, and um, prone as I am to look for the bigger price, I've gone for Blakeney Point each way. I wouldn't put anyone off back in the favourite, but I just thought Blakeney Point, with, particularly with Brian Hughes, who's just a class act in the saddle, and I just thought a very good price, 15-2 to two each way. Course and distance winner, I'm just, yeah, pretty solid. Yep, and who's that with Hills? I'm just looking across the odds grid here, Sky Better going four places at 71. Yeah, um, I think you're getting 15 to 2 with Hills, definitely. Um, I think they might have an extra place as well, actually. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but either way, I think I would probably just go for the 15 to 2. I'm I'm pretty confident um, that they'll be there or thereabouts. I think there's a few you can sort of rule out in this one. Yeah, OK. So that's Blakeney Point in the 2.05 at Musselburgh. Next race up is the 2.55 at Sandown, and it's almost an identical pick for you here. Um, another surprise winner last time out, uh, this time at 14-1. to 1. It's uh, Do It For The Village. Yeah, a name that will be pretty familiar to a lot of listeners Um do it for the village now. Uh, I think he's eleven years old now, so he's getting on. In fact, he's twelve. I'm just okay. checking. So he's getting on a bit. Um, so you, you've got to take it all with a pinch of salt. But at his peak, he was um, he was well into the sort of one thirties, one forty rated um, over over jumps. He's now he was down to one two one last time out. Sprung a bit of a surprise. Um, Won a decent race at Sandown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a bit of depth to it when you look through the form. It was it wasn't that many runners in it, but it was a decent race. Um, and he's only got up two pounds for that. So I think actually the old boy might have uh, might have a bit left in the tank. Um, so I'm thinking at these prices, uh, quite fancy him. There's not a huge amount else in the race that was really exciting. Um, so that that was really what led me to think that the Duke of the Village is probably a, a decent each way shout. In, in a fairly average field, um, and I was actually surprised. I thought he would be a bit shorter than this. He's he's got that bit of back class that makes me think he, he can probably go in again after uh, after his win last time. Yeah, still chasing former glories, but that that last one must be encouraging. Yeah, definitely. And you know, he's he's performed well at the Children Festival in the past as well. Um, you know, so he's he's definitely one to um, that, that's had that sort of level of class uh, yeah. and ability. It would, and to be honest, in this race, there's not there's not many of the others that would sort of tick the same the same box. So yeah, it's just not, it's a, a decent price. He's actually drifted a little bit. Um, it was eight to one earlier, but he's actually I can see he's nine to one with hills. Um, so that's pretty good value for me. I see some tens at Paddy Power. That's probably, that's probably <laughs> going the wrong. This is maybe a bad <laughs> sign. No one, no one other than us uh, are getting involved. But yeah, a small each way. I think he's definitely decent value and you've got the champion or the former champion jockey Richard Johnson yeah. uh, on board as well which is never a bad thing another tick in the box yeah, okay. I, sh- I should say before we leave that the one other thing that sort of swung me in his favour although um, he's, he's obviously got that former class he's actually the bottom weight in this yeah. in this race so he, he's, he's getting in heavy ground that'll be really useful as well so sorry I should mention that but before we move on yeah 
Okay. Uh, next up in our Each Way Fancy as well. I don't know, are we saying this is an Each Way Fancy or you take this to win? It's Roughly, the Fairy it's, Master. It's, yeah, it's maybe one of those where if you're doing the previous two I've mentioned and you want to do Each Way Doubles and Trebles, this would maybe be the one you fling in for a laugh with, with the Doubles and Trebles. In terms of the actual, the real bet, it's probably just a win bet for me. Um, I see this race as between the Ferry Master and Lebroy. Um, Lebroy maybe being the slightly classier horse. The Ferry Master is in brilliant form. Um, he's an eight-year-old, but he's very lightly raced, um, and he's won his last two. He's gone up in the weights, which is fine. Okay, accept that. Um, but it just looks like you know these sort of conditions will be absolutely ideal for him. Um, and yeah, I just thought. He should be a, a lot shorter than he was. There's some ninety-two flying about, which I thought was really fair. So yeah, it's just it's a value bet. I see it as a two-horse race with the top two in the market, and mm-hmm. I, I prefer I would prefer the Ferry Master. Okay, so the Ferry Master in the three forty-five at Mosselburgh for you there. Uh, we're going to have a real look at some shorter priced horses now that you're going to put into doubles and trebles. The first one is on the blind side in the 2.30 at Weatherby. Uh, and this horse has not been far away in any of its races so far. It's been the first two in all four so far this season. Yeah, he's been great. And he, he was part of our, uh, our winning um, treble that we had uh, two or three weeks ago, was yeah. it? Um, so a horse that's, that's well known to listeners, or at least the ones that decide to follow me. Um, <laughs> this is This is a pretty, um, you would think on the face of it, it's, it's a competitive race, but actually, you dig down into it, um, it's not a handicap, the Clayford Oak. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought we would get Paisley Park uh, running this, but um, he swerved it, yep. and it's not actually that much class in the race. Um, and on the blind side, to me, looks like the, the one that really is the potential class act. Um, as I say, ran well last time out. Um, and just looks to me to be pretty good. I would have him a bit shorter. You know, sort of hundred to thirty is the the current sort of average price. Um, I think that's very fair. There's quite a few in here that I wouldn't fancy at all that are sort of struggling a bit um, in recent times. But he is banging form. Um, was, was excellent last time out. Trip shouldn't be a problem. Um, just yeah, just looks pretty solid. He, he might get beat, obviously. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes they do, um, <laughs> but you know the second favourite, for example, is Etchy Feet. Who mm-hmm. uh, Etchy Feet's a chaser now. I don't know what on earth they're thinking to bring Etchy Feet back um, to run over hurdles. Um, I'm sure Ollie Murphy knows the horse better than I do, um, but it's not what I would do with him. Um, main fact um, is, is the next one down in the betting and pipe trained. A decent horse, but not. In my in my view, anyway, not not as good as on the blind side, and just looks a pretty solid favourite. Um, so yeah, I thought when I saw that, I thought, well, hello, this is interesting. And then, uh, as we we'll, as we'll discuss in a minute, there's another couple that I think are also pretty solid favourites um, over the course of the weekend. So I thought, well, I've doubles and trebles with these three, and uh, yep. fingers crossed, we get at least two of them up. Yeah, and at 72, it would make a nice start to the treble. Um, next up is the 3.30 at Sandown, uh, and it's another horse that's going for a hat-trick. Yeah, again, it's one of the more the more sort of obvious selections. Um, ask me early, Harry Fry trained horse. As you say, going for a hat-trick, um, really sort of rock solid. Early in its career, two chase runs, this is the third. Um, and there's a few here that are fairly exposed um, in terms of the, the sort of chase careers some great horses don't get me wrong like the likes of Kustar, Sivala, 
Atois Phil, um, Di Saba. Uh, these have all been great horses on their day, but yeah. they're now um, pretty much exposed. Ask me early, is, is it the other end of the spectrum in terms of an improver coming through? And there's nothing else I can see that's likely to improve the way the way that Ask Me Early is. So, yeah, really fairly solid favourite. Again, one of the old boys might sort of perform um, right at their best and, and sort of roll back the ears and do the business. But for me, it's it's pretty straightforward in terms of Ask Me Early being the, the obvious choice. Okay, you convinced me. Um, <laughs> and we're going to complete you're going to complete the treble with uh, the Irish Gold Cup, which is on Sunday. It's at 3.40 at Leperstown. Only five run here, but it looks quite an intriguing race. Yeah, really exciting, this one. Um, I was hoping that I might have a few more for us on uh, on Sunday, but actually um, the, the sort of two big handicaps are really tricky. I had nothing in it that I fancied, which is unlike me, but uh, I, the, the, the honest truth is I'm not a massive um, Irish racing sort of form studier, so I when it comes to those big handicaps, I do struggle to sort of pick through it and, mm. and find ones that I like. So there's no point in just picking one for the sake of it. Um, the higher quality stuff, I, I do feel like I've got a wee bit um, of knowledge about um, and, and obviously managed to follow. Uh, and the big race of the day is the, the 340. It's going to be live on ITV and it's, it's definitely worth watching, even if you don't have a bet, with a gold cup at Cheltenham in mind. Yep. Um, now, Melon's really interesting because... Um, Ran an absolute screamer last time out in the Savills Chase, which used to be the Lexus, they used to call it. A lot of listeners will remember it as that over Christmas time um, at Leperstown. And looked, he ran a fantastic race. He, went, he was sent off at 25 to 1, so he clearly wasn't fancied for it. I think there's question marks over whether he would stay the three miles. He ran a really, really good race and just tired um, in the last sort of 200 yards. And Aplutard came and absolutely stole the race. As it happened, Kenboy just finished ahead of Mellon as well. So Mellon was third, but it was an excellent run. And I think they'll learn quite a lot from that in terms of how to ride the horse. And I think they might choose slightly different tactics, maybe hold them up as much as they can this time. And I think this, in comparison to that race, might be slightly easier. There's only five runners, so it might be a bit more tactical rather than a really strongly run three miles. So I, I quite fancy Melon in this. I think um, I, I can't have Manila Endo, and, and I might live to regret saying that. It might be embarrassing, but because he's a fairly short price favourite, but I can't have him at the seven to four round about there. Just not for me. Fell last time out. Um, just a lot of question marks um, for me for Manila Endo, which opens the race up, and I think um, the one that can take advantage is Melon. And also, without being without being sort of. Um, disparaging to, to Patrick Mullins who's uh, Willie Mullins' son and is, he's, he's an amateur jockey but he's amateur in all but name you know he, he rides a lot and he, he performs quite well but um, Paul Townend takes around takes the ride for this um, which I think is, is an upgrade and I think even Patrick Mullins himself would admit that Paul, Paul Townend's <laughs> the sort of he's the, he's the sort of stable jockey and, and the, the main man now that Ruby has retired so mm-hmm. I think that I think that's something also you might get an extra few pounds out of the horse and, and maybe tactically might end up being a, a quite a clever move so I think Melon's really good value at 72 Is Melon a possibility for the Cheltenham Gold Cup? It's one of those, yeah. I, you know, that's the thing. Um, I think ultimately, if you held the gun to my head, I would say no, because I think um, that will be a really strongly run race, um, and it's three miles too far long, so it's a bit further than this. 
um, and there'll be there'll be sort of twelve or maybe even fifteen or something that go to post and that there'll be no hiding place. Whereas this one, I think, might not be run at a breakneck pace, and it will just allow Melin to sort of conserve his energy a wee bit. I think the full three mile two furlongs at Cheltenham will be too much for Melin. Um, so I would see Melin probably as more of a Ryanair horse for, for Cheltenham, but we'll see. Okay, so that completes the treble. Um, can you just give us a wee recap then of your six bets for the weekend? I can indeed. So the uh, the two sort of bigger priced each way shots are the two o five at Musselburgh at Blakeney Point each way fifteen to two, and two fifty five at Sandown do it for the village nine to one, and the third one uh, that's a single a fancy three forty five at Musselburgh the Ferry Master about nine to two. And then we're doing doubles and trebles with these three, which are 230 at Weatherby on the blind side, 130, 72 available in some places. 330 at Sandown, Ask Me Early, which is about 2 to 1. And then finally on Sunday, the 340 at Leopardstown, Melon at 72. And as you say, we're doing doubles and trebles on those last three. That's it, yeah. And keeping our fingers crossed. <laughs> yes, fingers crossed indeed. We're hoping to build that pot before we get to Cheltenham, I think, aren't we? Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, so that's us for this week. Remember, you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value and you can follow the Gambler account at Gambler Tips. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. I hope you all have a great weekend and best of luck with your tips this weekend, Paul. Yeah, thanks very much. Good luck to everyone. Enjoy the racing.